It's called the winds of Lent in Spanish here in Cuba. Call it a trade breeze, but it's a wind that begins to blow every year at about Ash Wednesday and ends just after Easter. I cannot help but think this breeze has spiritual significance. The winds of Lent, something most Protestants can talk about, not just the Catholics. A light breeze, but sometimes a passionate burst. You can't see it, but you can sure feel it. And it feels good in a country known for constant humidity and a sun that can beat you down. The winds of Lent end just before the rainy season begins, just before hurricane season. The wind to Christians and to me, a reminder that Christ died on the cross. He rose from the dead on Easter morning. He then ascended and sent his Holy Spirit as a wind, a breeze, a burst, a gift to all of us alive in Christ Jesus. Welcome, bienvenido, to Haven Today, broadcasting from Havana, outdoors. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is the opening in a program series this week called Gospel Winds in Cuba. But first, as we open, an introduction is in order. The founder of our Spanish program, Dan Warren, saw answered prayer. He was called and is now pastoring a church in Virginia. On this program, coming from Cuba, I'm so happy to introduce you to our new speaker and director, Danny Rojas. Danny, it's great to have you. It's great to be here, Charles. Well, we're going to get to your story in a little while as we're broadcasting outdoors in Havana. So stay with me. Don't go away. Well, let me just take a moment now to say I'm so thankful that you could join us on the program today and that we can be sharing from Cuba this week and the great need for broadcasting the gospel. There are many needs, and we've helped to supply some of those needs thanks to you. El Faro de Redención is on the only Christian station that covers Cuba every night. 500,000 watts of power covering the entire island and very well beyond from the island of Bonaire, which is also in the Caribbean. Well, we need to raise about $65,000 to continue sharing the hope of Christ over just the next two months. It's not cheap to reach Cuba, but that same broadcast goes to a lot of other places in the Spanish-speaking world. And whatever you can do after the program to help us share Christ with Cuba will be greatly appreciated, and I know it will be used by the Lord. Now, maybe you can send $100. We've had people send $10,000 and $40,000 and $60,000 before, but it's the ongoing support by a friend like you that help us keep sharing the good news. Your gift will make an eternal impact in Cuba, in the Caribbean, and even far-flung reaches of the Spanish-speaking world. After the program, would you please pray? And would you make a gift then if the Lord prompts you to give? You can go to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or you can just call us if that's easier for you at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Let's open the program with Steve Green, all over the world. All over the world, the gospel road. Planted in human hearts All over the world The Father shows The love that's in His heart And 
voice goes out to every part Till everyone has heard And the wind of the Spirit brings new life In Christ all over the world For the glory of the Father For the honor of His name For the fullness of His pleasure For the radiance of His fame So let the nations rejoice And let them lift up their voice And everybody sing His praises Praise Him all over the world God's blessing flows to every humble heart. All over the world, His favor shows the longing of His heart. That His people be filled with His great delight and be fully satisfied, finding their greatest joy in obedience to Christ all over the world. Of the Father, for the honor of His name, for the fullness of His pleasure, for the radiance of His fame. So let the nations rejoice, and let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing His praises, praise Him all over the world. He gave us sight, so that we could the Father, for the honor of His name, for the fullness of His pleasure, for the radiance of His fame. So let the nations rejoice, let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing His praises, praise Him all over the world. For the glory of the Father, for the honor of His name, for the fullness of His pleasure, for the radiance of His fame. So let the nations rejoice, and let them lift up their voice, and everybody sing His praises. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me on this program, Gospel Winds in Cuba. And we're broadcasting from outdoors. And my brother in Christ, Danny Rojas, you'll be with us to pray in a little bit. And hopefully soon you're going to be Dr. Rojas. But first, where are you from and how did you get here? That's a great question. I'm from Miami. My parents are Cuban. They came over in the early 60s. And I was born in 1970 in the city of Miami, Florida. That's where I grew up. And, well, I've been a pastor for over 20 years. I have a master's degree in theological studies, and I'm working on a doctorate in pastoral theology at the moment. But I happened to meet Dan Warren on Facebook. We became friends. We commented on each other's pictures through mutual friends. And one day he just asked me if I was Cuban. And I said, well, my parents are Cuban. And he told me about a program that he did called El Faro de Redención. And he said, it's a program for Cuba. It's for Cubans. And he thought it would be cool if I checked it out. So I did. And then we started talking about music and other things. And he found out that I'm a singer and songwriter as well. So he asked me about my music. He put it on the program and found that one of the songs really resonated with, with him. And he wanted to have a conversation about it. 
So I came on the program to talk about one of my songs. It's based on the Heidelberg Catechism Question 1. And we had a great program. It was wonderful. But I didn't think anything of it. But maybe, I don't know, four months later, I get a text message from Dan saying that he's been called to full-time ministry and he needs to find a replacement. And it seemed like I would be the right person. So I met with him. And that meeting went really well. I met with you, Charles, the very next day. And we had a great conversation. And it was just such an amazing moment where it just felt like God had set everything up. And I remember how you said to me, well, I suppose you're going to want to pray about this and talk to your wife. And to be truthful, I wanted to tell you, no, I don't need to pray about this. I'm ready to go. But we did. And we prayed that night. And I talked to my wife. And we both felt that it was from the Lord. So I called you the next day, and, um, well, here we are. I should tell everybody as well, Danny Rojas, he's been a Baptist pastor for a decade in the Miami area. He's also taught Bible at the oldest Christian school in Miami, and also he's been a chaplain to people as well. And we're going to talk a little bit more this week, every day, with Danny. Now, we've been here in Cuba about a week, We've been teaching Philippians and Christ in all the scriptures. We met with 50 pastors and their spouses. And it was really amazing to be able to get into the book of Philippians, just that kind, open letter where the soul and the personality of Paul are revealed more than any other place. It was not just fun, Danny, was it? It was good for us, good for our souls to teach Philippians. Yeah, my goodness, it was... I'm going to say it was life-changing. It was life-changing because as we, as we really prepared for this teaching and we meditated on it, it just felt like God was preparing us to bring a message that we knew that the Cuban pastors and the Cuban people needed to hear. And I think we saw, we saw the evidence in the way they responded to it, didn't we? We really did. I mean, we've been meeting with people that are born again. But almost every single pastor that we uh, taught but also got to know had an amazing story, didn't they, of how the Lord broke into their life. Yes. I mean, we were talking to people that came from a strong legalistic background. And as they heard us talking about the grace of God, that really resonated with them. I mean, it was, it was an amazing thing. People that came from, from backgrounds where, where the focus is on on holiness, which is not a bad thing, of course, but an exaggerated, like I said, legalistic type of holiness. And when they came to talk to us afterwards, I mean, there were tears, there was joy, and it was beautiful. And we were broken as well. And we'd repented together of our sins. And we found grace together, didn't we? I should also add that we held this at a resort. Now, a resort in Cuba is not exactly like a resort in other places where many of our listeners would have gone perhaps at some point in their life. For this, we were paying $35 a night for a couple. All you could eat, hunger is great, and to just watch those pastors and spouses, many of them very thin because of the lack of food, and they were filling their plates. They were heaping with food food that they had not had in their homes for a very long time because of all the crisis, the hardship that's being endured right now in Cuba. And so we were not only getting to feed the Word of God to them and how to preach the Word of God and how the Word of God can speak to them, but also at the same time, we were feeding them 
bread. Yeah, it was amazing. I think that was one of the things that really, really touched me is to see how much it mattered to them to have this time. They work so hard. I mean, the work for them is not just the ministry work. It's getting in line to get food. It's having to run and to, to beat the crowds to pick up food and hope that it doesn't run out by the time it gets there. And here they are with us. And, and like you said, they're, they're being fed the word of God, but they're also able to sit down and have a full plate of food. I mean, it, it was something that made, made you want to cry. Mm. And one of the important things, too, is by getting them away to another venue, we actually encourage them to turn their cell phones off. And Cubans are very busy. They're very active. Pastors are very busy. Many times they have other jobs as well. But by having a couple of days off, like including that one couple that we met, a pastor and his wife, They'd never had a honeymoon. That's right. 12 years of marriage without a honeymoon. And we were able to give them a two-night honeymoon at $35 a night with all they could eat. Yeah, it was incredible. They came up to you, both of them in tears, saying thank you for doing this as they shared their story with you. And we're so thankful to be taught God's Word that they could go back and share. Yes, I mean, we, we sat down and... He poured out his heart to me about all the, all the struggles, how hard it had been for him in the ministry, how difficult it had been when he got married. They hadn't had a break. They hadn't had a moment to rest. And yet here they were relaxing and, like we said, celebrating their honeymoon together. And it was a time that really refreshed their spirits. I mean, like I said, there were, there were tears, there were embraces, and a lot of gratitude. And it, I mean, I don't want it to sound like we did something for them, right? Charles, it was something that, that God was doing for them. It was something that, that, that ministered to them and ministered to us at the same time. And I should tell anyone listening to us right now, we're outdoors. We have that Lent breeze that we're feeling right now because there's no way we can record inside. And so here we are outside. We're feeling that Linton breeze. We can't record inside. Noise is, is, is very hard in Havana, of course. We're hearing old cars honk, and we're hearing motorcycles blast. And they even have a taxi cab here uh, that's with a motorcycle. Called, yeah, it's called the Coco, Coco Taxi. And they're a little yellow bubble with a taxi driver. They can fit about two people and maybe one suitcase in the back as well. One of the things, Danny, that's so amazing every time I come to Cuba is to see how Jesus reigns and is reigning more and more and more. There's still this revival going on here. Absolutely. Cuba is a, it's a place of revival. You know, in the States, it's kind of easy. It's easy to be a Christian, which means that you don't have to show up to church on Sunday if you don't want to. Nobody's really well, judging you all that well, much, right? Hold on. Some of our listeners on, would disagree on, with that. on Easter Sunday in the United States and Canada, they went to church maybe oh, yes. for once a year. But oh, yes. Hopefully they go all the time, yes. But in a country like Cuba, becoming a Christian is a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is an yes. atheistic country. Yes. They've been raised on atheism. And so when someone becomes a Christian, they're making a real decision that changes their lives. They might not be able to move forward in the career of their choice. They might be blocked because they've become religious. And if they're religious, then they don't fit into, into the system. So it's a sacrifice. Everyone that's in church... They're there because they believe in Jesus. If they're in church, it's because they're looking for God. And that's why, I mean, when you go to a church service, 
in Cuba, it feels like a revival service. Yet this is like every Sunday for them. Every time that they meet, it's joy, it's seeking the Lord, it's prayer, it's intense. And we really saw, and I think they captured the heart of Paul. And we'll talk about this in chapter one of Rejoice and Joy in the Lord that comes through in the book of Philippians. But it's so amazing. I know when I've been in other countries with other Christians coming in, and they hear the stories of how Satan is at work, like I've been in Haiti and there's voodoo, but here there's Santeria, just as evil, just as ugly. It's a satanic religion with a parallel set of saints. And listening to a couple of pastors today in the depths of the darkness of the worst section of Havana with Santeria, spiritual fruit for Christ was being born. That was a great conversation we had with those two pastors. I wish you all could see the look on their faces as they share these stories of the power of God breaking through to people that have been enslaved in a satanic religion. It's incredible. You're going to hear about this story later, but I just want to tell you that... Yeah, we're going to put what, at least one or maybe more of those pastors on later on this later week. Later on this week, yes. And and so, like this one that we're going to, we're going to hear... This person has seen dozens, you know, do, yeah, dozens and dozens of people come to faith in Christ, entire families leaving Santeria because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's really hard for a North American especially. We're on in places around the world like the Philippines. Uh, any of you in the Philippines listening in Manila or beyond would understand more of this. But in North America, it's very hard for Christians to think of demonic possession. And it frightens people from the outside. But these pastors deal with this every day. And in the name of Jesus, they're casting out these demons and people are meeting Christ and it's changing their lives and changing families too. Yes, it's powerful. It's powerful. And I remember something else as we were talking to these 50 pastors and opening up Philippians and we also shared an Easter sermon, which most of them will be preaching, of course, and did, did yesterday. Uh, it was so amazing to also catch the flavor of some of the pastors, most of them. The hardship, you know, we've talked about the lack of food and how they were able to have so much to eat. And uh, we were serving them spiritual food as well. But there's also what has been going on, like where we were at this resort, we lost power one night. We lost water one day. And they didn't care. No, they don't. They were having a great time. We would have demanded our money back. Well, Charles, if, <laughs> Charles, if you remember, the lights went out and they just started singing. We were across across the road from where where a lot of the Cuban pastors were. But we started hearing songs of praise, clapping, laughing, guitars playing. I mean, it was such a wonderful thing. And the lights were off. Mm -hmm. And I think the beautiful thing, because I know together we read... Isaiah 52, and, you know, just how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And that's a lead-in passage to Easter as well. And the suffering servant, which Jesus Christ was, of course, when he went to the cross and then died for our sins. And uh, if there's anything that they can go and share, it's just pointing people to the cross and the empty tomb. And People are still ready to hear that here. Uh, they, they don't have the distractions as much as we would have where we live. We live in such a distracted world, 
and we live pretty cushy lives compared to everybody here. But the joy that they had in their salvation was something that I take back home with me every time I visit Cuba. It renews my spirit, and uh, it enlarges my heart to share Christ with others. And to just think, you know, there was one church, for instance, that church in that Santeria area. You know, they started out with 80 people five years ago or whatever. They didn't even have a building. Now they built a building. Uh, and at the end of building that building, now they're, they're, they have 300 people in the neighborhood. We also did something else. And we've done this before. It's a way to get people to come. We shared reading glasses and shared the gospel. And uh, we did that with pastors, too, who needed reading glasses so they could see the Bibles that we distributed to them, study Bibles that they had never owned. But the eyeglass evangelism, that, I didn't know what that was when I first heard about it, but it works. People come wanting glasses. They start reading the Word. Guess what we use for the eye exam, you know? And at the end, they're confessing their sins. And we can hold an eyeglasses event, and we can get 300 people out, and 200 are going to end up with a brand new Bible, and they're going to end up professing faith in Christ. That doesn't happen where I live, Danny. I don't think it happens in Miami, where you live, either. No, not, no way. I mean, the thing is, in the U.S. and in many parts of the world, it's very easy to get reading glasses. You just you go to... The, I go to a Walgreens right. or a CVS or a Rite Aid or something. Yes. Anywhere they have reading glasses, but and they, they have them in different styles. they cost dollars there, right. usually. Yes. That's right. Well, they, they don't get them. The government doesn't provide them. They can't buy them in any stores. Salaries are 30 to $40 a month. A you month. can't just go out and buy yourself a Bible, much less reading glasses, to read the Bible. That's right. But they show up to these events, and I mean, it's really incredible to see the joy when they put on those glasses. A lady, a lady hugged me after I found the right one for her, and she said, thank you. I can read the Bible now. Mm. I mean, that meant mm. so much to her. And we can't wait to do that a little bit more. And we get to talk about that more this week. And we'll be listening to Cubans this week as we have broadcasts from here in Havana. I think we should pray. And I think it's important for us to pray because it's through prayer, as Paul tells us in Philippians and the Bible tells us in so many other places. God hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. So Danny Rojas, Pastor Danny Rojas, would you lead us in prayer right now? Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that you have done so much for us. Lord, when we were helpless, when we were in our sins, Lord, you didn't turn away. You sent your son to die for us. And we thank you that through his death, you've trampled down death. And Lord, by his resurrection, you've made us right with you. And Lord, that you've promised that everyone who believes in you has eternal life, has forgiveness of sins. We thank you for that, God. And even as we thank you for that, we thank you that you've allowed us to come here to this island, Lord, among these beautiful people, to preach the gospel, to teach, Lord, the truths of your word that refresh weary souls. Thank you for that. Today we pray for the Cuban pastors and for the, the families that are leading their churches. Father, we pray that you bless them, that you watch over them, that you continue to give them great joy, that you give them perseverance in the face of all of these struggles. We also pray for our listeners. We pray that you comfort them and give them your peace. And Lord, as they hear us talk about this this week, I pray 
that they would be encouraged in their hearts to believe that God wants to do something great through them as well. Lord, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time that we've been able to talk about these things. We pray that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's going to be closing time when we have to go here in just a moment, but I want to ask you, if you're listening right now, will you participate in what the Lord is doing in Cuba through Haven Today's crucial Spanish ministry, El Faro? We need to raise $65,000 to continue sharing the hope of Christ for the next couple of months, and it takes a lot of electricity to send this broadcast signal across the Caribbean and into Cuba and points beyond. But the results that we'll be talking about this week, we've shared this in the past, but we'll share it more this week, are so very much worth it. Whatever you can send, it may be $50, it may be $500, it may be $5,000, your gift is going to make an eternal impact for Cuba and the whole Caribbean and also the many other places where El Faro is being broadcast right now. So would you take a moment and pray? I asked you to do that earlier, but I really mean it. Pray about what you can send. Whatever the Lord has given you, can you make a difference for Christ in Cuba and beyond? Just go to our website right now, would you, at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or remember, our phone number is 800 800- 65 Haven 865 Haven I'm Charles Morris thanks so much for joining me won't you come back again tomorrow when from here in Havana we'll be sharing again the great story with Danny Rojas it's all about Jesus on Haven today here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's word Do you struggle with post-holiday blues, that feeling of sadness or disappointment once a holiday is over? With family and friends gone and a messy house to clean, it's certainly understandable to be sad, but we have great news to cling to. Three days after Jesus died for our sins, a few women came to the tomb, but were surprised to find no body. Imagine their surprise when they saw two men in glorious clothing telling him these words in Luke 24. He is not here. He is risen. This statement has changed world history. Once covered in darkness, this world has been exposed to the light of victory in Jesus Christ. Are you feeling discouraged today? Cling to Jesus. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchor.com.